0: Is this gonna
1: turn into just a Filipino karaoke jam? We could do like Eye of the Tiger and stuff like that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Just like all my power jams, you know, Whitney Houston, like power songs, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Adams,
2: Yeah. yeah. Bass is how you feel inside. However you do it stay creative
0: Hey, we're back again. It's the Academy Minds podcast. Okay, this was a fun one. Please excuse my voice, it's a little raspy today. It's been a long week, done a lot of talking, but uh really enjoyed talking to this guy, this is the guest on today's show, he goes by the name of Mango Peeler, one of the most fascinating people uh, I've ever met, and uh, truly inspirational, he's an incredible artist, athlete, and huge historian of Allen Iverson and all things basketball, we get into a lot of stuff here, including uh, how he trains, how he thinks, what inspires him, along with what he learned, washing dishes, and Mama Fuko and I think there's a Whitney Houston song in there somewhere too. Listen and enjoy. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So ideally, uh, talk How's sexy this? right into here. Yeah. Like, Jude like, law, like Jude like Law, Jude Law. Like power ballad, you know? Like when yeah, Jude Law. <laughs> totally. How's
1: my Jude Law voice I mean, right you now?
0: I'm gonna use this as a backup mic. Do
1: I sound low. like totally romantic comedy right now?
0: Um, a little bit. <laughs> Mike's a little hot. You're the vocals are
1: hot right now. <laughs> tone to tone down the Tom Hanks right now.
0: <laughs>
1: um, you, what, what Which, by the way, is what I listen to before or watch <laughs> before races all the time. Is, is is what Meg Ryan movies? Meg why? Because it, I, I love rom coms and like something about top
0: three rom coms go. Okay, hold on, in. let
2: me set this. Up. Are you ready? Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Because um, rom coms are kind of like, you know, comfort food. Totally. Right? And, totally.
1: Right. and also high art at the same time. Right? <laughs>
0: right? Absolutely.
1: Right? There's they, a method when, to it. When they don't try to be. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right? They follow a template, and if that template is achieved, mm-hmm. it's the easiest, most like comforting thing to watch. And right? You don't have to think about it. No.
0: Yeah. No. So and, it's and, very
1: they, relaxing.
0: So, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've had a long week. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. You've had a long week. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Everything that could have gone wrong has. Yeah. Yeah, we've had. And, it. yeah. okay, it's Friday, coming home, it's yeah. raining, yeah, yeah. you're on the TTC, mm, mm-hmm. streetcar is jammed, and you're starting, someone coughs on you, and you can feel you're starting to get sick, and it hits you right away. Right. You go home, mm. get all cozy. Mm-hmm. You're going to watch movies until you can't watch movies anymore. Top three. Top three, go. Top
1: three. Uh, so third of the Holy Trinity, I'm definitely going with Fever Pitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just the combination of the two. like, And it's sports as well, right? So it's like, we've got, what's his name? Fallon's in that, right? It's Fallon? Fallon and uh, Drew Barrymore. And it's all about the Boston Red Sox.
0: So... I haven't <laughs> seen it. Haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: I don't, <laughs> it's like you're gonna have to. Yeah. Okay. So describe that's number three. Formula. Number two. Okay. Number two would definitely probably be You've Got Mail. I'm gonna r- like bring it back to the okay. '90s. Go. You've Got Mail. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Okay. There's a dog in it. Tom Hanks. I love them together.
0: Okay. They've done like about 20 like rom coms together. Right? They
1: are legend. They're a legend. They They're like. They're like James worthy, Magic Johnson right. of the game. You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like I agree. Like Tom Hanks throws up that alley oop or no look pass, and like <sighs> Meg Ryan just solidifies Tom's it. In. She she's the finisher. She's, she's a definitely the finisher. Okay. Like t- Tom Hanks sets things up, and then Meg Ryan finishes it. Always okay. finishes. Okay. She's the finisher, definitely. Okay. And then number one, I always go to is. One of the best rom-coms and, I think, most accurate time travel movies of all time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I like this is so sweet.
1: So it's
0: scientific.
1: Yeah, it's okay. got it all. It's, it's like it all. cinematography is great. Yeah. Um, art direction is amazing. So on point is Kate and Leopold. Again, I haven't seen it. Yeah, before. man. It's Hugh Jackman and uh, Meg Ryan in mm. this movie where
0: they Meg go Meg Ryan, like, two of your top three. Well, she's like... Yeah, yeah.
1: She's definitely like...
0: So, I'm in free. your studio right now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking around because there's a lot of art and things that are... There's things out. that... Yeah. There's zero Meg Ryan art, fan art.
1: Yeah. Like, she's why? She's like... Uh, why? But why... She's deep cuts, I think. You know, like, I'm not gonna... <laughs> Like she's sure. not she's not Tiger Beach. No no she's like okay. she, she's I, like a scrapbook. I, or like she's at home. You know, like okay. she'll, she'll, I'll have pictures of her in my living room or something like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in a nice frame. Like you've had a professional. Or
1: frame not of a frame. frame. Just no. like keep the DVD on the shelf. Okay. You know, but like wow. cover out.
0: You know, that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> um hopefully by some like fluke of synchronicity. Meg Ryan listens to this podcast oh can you can you
1: imagine I heard once that she was in Yorkdale and she has a bunch of stalkers like she has stalkers like because she's amazing but like (laughs) (laughs) but like I heard she was in Yorkdale one summer and I was like ah damn like how did I I mean you, you see her now and it's like oh what did you do you know like her face is looking like pretty tight uh, I wish she just like kept it. I mean, like, aged gracefully, you know? Like, just what does she look like right now? Like, I she's looking pretty like collaged. Like, it's uh, like looking like I know she was
0: looking pretty good. She was looking great, you know? Like, yeah, like, like, I have um, I got a bit of a crush on Susan Sarandon, who I think oh my is God, yeah. like, oh, she's amazing, yeah, right? Like, she's held yeah. it together for a long time, yeah. And she's she's a she's a badass chick, she is She's cute, she's Fit like, fine older woman. Yeah, yeah. Smart Fair. like. But Meg Ryan, Nope. Didn't didn't get on that Renee Zellweger. Well, she's just like, you know, Renee or,
1: or or Meg will always just have a place in my heart. She can do whatever she wants. She she does no wrong. Basically, she does no wrong.
0: <laughs> uh, would, <clears throat> if uh, if you could, would you marry her today? Uh, no, no, no. We no, wouldn't no. marry her.
1: We're just besties.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know, like. So you don't have. So it's platonic. You don't have a, like a like a thing. Me and Meg? Yeah. Oh no
1: no no no, <laughs> what? no. no Like I I just really appreciate. Is, is it the age? Like
0: no, I the appreciate part? her craft, like her craft. Like okay, so it's she- okay. Yeah, 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 really. It's, it's the the, uh, the game <laughs> recognizing game. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: totally. Okay,
0: okay, I think I'm getting it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> she
1: owns that genre. Like uh, like she's at the top. She's the MJ of rom com. Like, um, I
0: I agree. Like,
1: I Drew think. Barrymore I mean, is up there, she's like LeBron, but like, Meg Ryan, when it comes to rom-coms, there's no one that could top her. She's got it locked down. <laughs> <laughs> like... I love
0: this topic. So... Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I know, I could talk about this forever. I could talk about this for like a whole, whole like, two hours of rom-com right now. <laughs> okay, so let, let's just, let's just dog-ear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come <laughs> back to in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in a 24-part series. <laughs> yeah. Right? This, is, this is our, this is the pilot. So we'll see, maybe maybe that'll come back. Um, Season three. But uh, okay, speaking of inspiration, uh, you were talking about power songs before you run. Yeah,
1: there are certain power songs. Um, Okay, so there's power songs before a race, there's power songs before uh, just a training run. Mm -hmm. A power song before a race, uh, there's this series called CVS Bangers by Hennessy Youngman, who's this artist, and it's just like bangers that are, you would hear in In like a, a CVS drugstore. So it's all just kind of like radio hits, but he's got all these air horns and stuff all, all over it, and it's just like, he's got hit after hit on there. He's got Kate Bush, you know, like I of the Tigers on there, and it ends with this like, it goes, it just has this crescendo, and it ends with like this amazing Whitney Houston, like, all, like, I'll, I'll always love, you.
2: love you. you you my darling you uh, I'm about to cry already bitter sweet <coughs> man that
1: is and then, like, for, for training train runs, I don't really usually listen to music or podcasts or anything. You want like. to
0: be focused. You want to be in the... Uh,
1: I just don't want to listen to my breathing. I used to right. listen to music, um, but not anymore. But sometimes sometimes I will, but mm-hmm. usually it's just, like, the same song on repeat.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Uh, <laughs> that I, way I'm kind of also not listening to it. You know, it's just kind of like...
0: No, calm. it's just... Exactly. You know? It's just, it's just kind of setting... Uh, Setting a beat, setting a rhythm.
1: Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I really like Brian Eno you know, right now. Okay. Brian, the Big Ship. That's right. like a really amazing, amazing song. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would listen to a lot of um, atmospheric stuff that Yeah, stuff without
1: beat. like words, you know? Like, I like yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: Um, big one for me was, uh, oh man, I'm forgetting the, the name of the band right now, but uh, Explosions in the Sky. Oh yeah, totally. I listen to them all the time, totally. Because like, they'd have just these like mm. crescendo mm. moments, yeah. where it's just like you feel awesome. Yeah, the yeah. is hit and the drums, and just like you're, you're your hitting that eight, are, eight yeah. minute pace, and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> the best five game <laughs> of my
2: life," you know.
0: And yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I um, yeah.
0: But it, like you, I don't like running with music. Um, mm. I mean, I I do for for like so, like shorter runs, but if I'm really trying to uh, uh, get something accomplished I yeah. think I need to be Monitoring My breathing Yeah um, Also my emotions My mental state I need to be totally. Constantly and, and, and actually As I'm training I'm working on that At the same time mm-hmm. You know what I mean What I tell myself What I don't tell myself And sometimes music um, Unless it's like On repeat And it just kind of Is background music Yeah Then uh, you know That's maybe okay
1: I'll definitely do it Like on a, an easy run Or something like that Or a recovery run But if I'm like I also do it to, like, if I'm running through the downtown core for some reason, mm-hmm. like, I'll use headphones and not have anything on it and just kind of have it on so I could ignore people. You know what right. I mean? Right. So that way it's like, if someone sees me and they're like, hey, yo, Mango, what's going on? I could just be like, I didn't uh-huh. hear you because I like, got headphones are wrong.
0: Absolutely. Just so I could get it done. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. That's why you didn't say hi to me that time.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you could have stopped. But
1: like you I have yeah. to hear my breathing cuz I'm I'm mm-hmm. doing, you know, rhythm breathing techniques, you know, that are just like that keep me aerobic and make me sh- like make sure I'm not going too hard and keeping it keeping it easy, you know? Yeah. Um
0: what are some of the techniques? Um
1: Simply. There's a certain technique that I read in the book that is like, you know, like you're, you're alternating steps, so it's mm-hmm. like one, two, breathe out, one, two, breathe out, and for the longest time I was breathing out not hard enough. So, like I wasn't getting enough oxygen out, or like CO2 mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. my system, so I was like not taking in as much, so ever since I started this rhythm breathing technique, it's like, Change my running so
0: really deliberate. Breathe out.
1: Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, uh, almost, and like with a rhythm. So yeah. I'm switching back and forth. Interesting.
0: Yeah, forcing the out breath.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, even in a race, I'll come back to it, and I'll know if I'm like either aerobic or if I'm going too hard and I'm anaerobic. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. I could always go
0: back to that, and I train that on the daily, right? So you train it when you run or when you? Oh, just on, do the running? Running. Yeah. on the run. Yeah, on the run. Yeah. Um, I messed around with a lot of nostril breathing. Yeah. Yeah, so there was there's this uh a lot of advocates for just only breathing through your nostrils mm. and not through your mouth. Wow. Have you ever uh, ever fucked around with that? Yeah. I just like breathe How however it feels right. Yeah,
1: whatever feels mm-hmm. right. Because I suffer from like pretty severe sleep apnea. So okay. You know, I I'm supposed to sleep with a machine, or like there's all these new ways to like help cure it, like play the didgeridoo, and, and things <laughs> like that. Like, but uh, I'm I are you know. serious uh, about that? Yeah, no, okay. seriously. All there right. there's been studies. Like, I, I I go into it hard and like see what what I can do to hack it, right? Uh-huh. But um, long distance running has helped out my sleeping a lot, like mm. a lot, a lot, just because I have so much energy mm-hmm. and that it's kind of like long distance running is like the kind of only thing that can make me actually pass out at night (laughs) you know like absolutely right so
0: it's it's your electric socket somewhere for you to plug into yeah
1: yeah yeah totally
0: Um, that makes total sense because I think people you know do the same things with their uh, with their dogs and children (laughs) <laughs> so they, try, they try to just like you know make him run around and, and kind of you know tire him yeah, out. Yeah, exactly exactly. Like, like they're just beat. Like sure. Like I
1: had a golden lab for a long yeah. time, and it's like if you don't tire him out, he's just gonna, he's gonna be up all night. Oh, and he'll just destroy everything. That tail just goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, where else do you uh, put your energy?
1: Uh, art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's two things pretty much like that take up. 80% of my time which is art and running. So like art's always been very it's very natural to me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's I've always said it's my practice, art's my practice. It's very natural and then running came along and it's been my discipline, you mm-hmm. know. So like it kind of regulates the art because my art I'm I'm like a pretty impulsive, intuitive artist, so I need something to almost regulate that or else I'll just work all day. Mm-hmm. Like I'll work and work and work and work and make and make and make. But if I, if I have a run in the morning and a run in the evening or that run in the evening, it kind of like regulates so I don't go like too crazy mm-hmm. basically, <laughs> you know? Like, Absolutely. And, and like so I can have the stamina to make a, make a big body work, you know?
0: It's really the, you know, the balance of forces, right? Yeah. The, the, the creative force and then the more kind of stable force and you yeah, need yeah. both i need both yeah definitely need
1: both otherwise you know you go too much into one or the other oh i've i've like od'd on art for sure mm-hmm. you know it was around like 28 when i met you or something like that right like and um and i don't I was, even know
0: how old you are so i can't
1: <laughs> yeah I can't, no i'm, I e- make e- an I'm 18 oh. right now and this is yeah. my high school co-op i'm
0: recording this for danny <laughs> well, we're gonna have to have your you know, parents sign it <laughs> yeah but right, I'm 33 it. now So okay. I'm in that We met, we met uh, about four years ago Yeah I four or, or five either.
1: years okay. ago or I think now And I, I came to your gym And I was like looking uh, For I, I just knew your gym Was really cool And, and your guys How did guys, you know? You could, I could sense it There was like something There's something Like really rad in the air And like I'm an artist I know what's the pulse Of the city You know and mm. like There was something That you were doing That was like This mm. guy's got it So like I I came and I did like mobility workshop or something like that, and it was something that I wanted at the time because my mobility was crap, right? Were you running back then?
0: Um, it was weird. It was like I kinda I think you were doing like runs that had some kind of I remember this. Um, there was some kind of artistic component to your running. Yeah, there was always there was always something like I was. But, it, either, but you weren't you weren't doing marathons. I
1: wasn't doing marathons. I, I started doing marathons probably a little bit after. I was doing half marathons, mm-hmm. and then I, I've always was like, hey, it would be cool if I did a marathon. You know, just cause <laughs> like, I've always been like an athlete, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, running was always taking, or art's always taking up so much of my mm-hmm. time that like, I didn't really get serious about running until I could really start balancing out my life. You know, so.
0: What kind of sports did you play? Um,
1: I did, or, a, lot or of, athlete I did a lot of, I did a lot of fly fishing with my dad. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, yeah. I wow. grew up fly fishing a lot. Really? So. Yeah, fly fishing So do you still is, fly fish? Yeah, 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 So, like, to eat? Um, it's it's catch and release mostly. Oh, okay. But uh, I think it's, like, one of the coolest sports. Like,
0: I didn't I appreciate know, I it back then, but, like, now as I'm older, it. it's really cool. I also feel that there's a rom-com in here, like a fly <laughs> fishing rom-com <laughs> with Meg Ryan. <laughs> right? Totally. Yeah,
2: for sure.
1: Uh, I mean, I grew up uh, BMXing, breakdancing, you name it. Mm-hmm. Like, anything to keep me active. My, my parents are nurses, so, like, I had a... A lot of time to be outside and and be active because they're at work, right? They're they're working shifts. They're working shifts, right? So, like, we have to stay busy and cook our own food and do all these Mm. things. So, they put up a basketball net on the driveway and I'm going to shoot a thousand shots every day, you know? Like, okay, you know, I'm not going to go inside until I hit 50 in a row, kind of, you know, like that kind of thing.
0: So, you've kind of always had this very obsessive personality about things.
1: Uh, Yeah, I kind of like going maniacal and stuff, right? Like. But I don't, I didn't know, I never know until someone else says, hey, that's pretty crazy. And it's like, oh, like, I, it's mostly just thinking of something creative and then just going like, hey, can I do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. and then putting in the work to do that.
0: Where does that come from? Is that, uh, you think that's some kind I of think family com- trait? Or- I think it
1: comes from, like, maybe, like, my family is just hardworking Filipino family. and my, I have farmers in mm-hmm in my family, and they, they work, right? They just put in.
0: But is there anybody like you, is there any artists, anybody who uh, pushes themselves just like you do? Uh, I grew up, I, I guess like I grew up with like, the Filipinos
1: are just born makers. They're always mm. making stuff with their hands and always making, whether it's sign painting. You were born there or here? Here, I was born in Mississauga Hospital. Mm. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hazel McCallion.
1: <laughs> Yo,
0: I hope she's hearing this right now. Uh, that would be a, an honor.
1: Right? And like Mississauga, the show, that's the thing. In Mississauga, yeah. if you don't drive, you have to bike, you have to run, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to find ways to be active to get around or else so you're taking the it's bus. Like, it's
0: like, like the Kenya of Ontario. Yeah, totally. Yeah, gotta, it's E10. <laughs> like I should. Say gotta, City Hall is like high altitude center. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so so yeah, so you, know, you grew up in Mississauga and, and you know, people were working hard and making things, but you know, where did where did along, you know, that path, where did you kinda get into the mix of things that you're into right now? Because you're probably one of the most um uh, interesting people I've ever met, and really okay. from, yeah, I hear. Yeah, that's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. it's all about the ratings, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I know. I I've wanna... been, I've been like, watch, I've been following this for always, just like six years now.
0: Are you even <laughs> do this or whatever? I'm like, how come, I, how come, Danny hasn't asked me? Okay, fine. Well, you know what? The truth is, I've been working on my skills to get to the point where, um, you know, well, actually, I just needed to buy another mic, yeah, and, and get too.
1: that uh, Amazon.ca uh,
0: power adapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Um, but um, but where but yeah but it's great to have you now and but we, yeah we're, I'm just curious because I actually you know one of the reasons I do this podcast yeah. is because I meet interesting people yeah and in our very busy distracted world I you know it's when do you actually get to sit down with someone exactly. for an hour and ask them questions about their life because I'm a big learner I like to feed off people's um, yeah, I've never thought I talked
1: for an hour right. for anything.
0: Exactly, like yeah. you wouldn't right? <laughs> yeah. because this, you know, the little red light is on. Yeah, and now you have to, you know. Yeah, totally. It's kind of it's it's basically you know therapy, uh, yeah. free therapy. But anyway, um, <laughs> but it indulges a curiosity, which is where the fuck did you become you, and how, and um, you know, and and all that stuff. Like I'm kind of interested in. I that. guess
1: it started like in high school. I played basketball. Like I was really, into, I wanted it, to be like the first filipino nba basketball player
0: are there none like pro R- pro there's nba no, no really no because i mean like th- there's basketball is like a national a national sport it's the number one sport there, yeah, right? yeah, yeah it's that and and boxing really, yeah yeah pack yeah
1: totally so like i mean i was doing calf raises on on like <laughs> you know like on wooden planks and i'd do a thousand every day so i could dunk you know stuff Can like that i got pretty close like i had pretty serious ups and now like uh Long distance running is kind of like it's it's taken away it's the the hops you it's know more, what I mean. It's a little more horizontal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. crossover was pretty devastating. I have okay. to say it was uh, it was model after Iverson for sure, for sure. Like high carry, just uh-huh. devastating. But at, I played bass. I did a little a bit of track, but I mostly did jumping. Like I come from right. jumping, so triple jump, long jump, high jump. So okay. that kind of it. You that in high school? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah and so so but then
1: I was also like you know uh, uh, valedictorian and doing like art stuff like I just want I also at the same time doing that I was like I want to be Andre 3000 you know I was like I, I love Andre 3000 and just like I was dressing up like crazy just crazy you know in school and like doing art like I knew I was gonna go and go to art school first and foremost for sure you know and then I went to like post secondary school, and then it was like uh, I went to art school, and and the sports kind of stopped. You know, I want, I was like training for a triathlon. You know, I bought a tri bike, and then wow. and I sold it because I had to pay for pay for like. My art tuition, yeah, you know, okay. that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, you know, are you glad uh, you, you did that, or do, oh, do, you, totally. do you maybe wish that you totally. had kept more more? I mean, you know, given the fact that you you say right now that the balance of athletics mm-hmm. and and art. I and had it's to. Necessary for, I do, do had to do
1: that in order to know what not uh, what I didn't want to do. So you had to order. kind of go to
0: the edges. Yeah, exactly. I bit. had to go f- totally
1: full threshold on it.
0: Right you know? yeah. Is that how you uh, usually go through things? Do you kind of find the walls and then once you know where the space is? Yeah, you I like kind to, to down explore down that
1: little unknown, you yeah. know, and like that place that people don't usually like to go, you know. Yeah.
0: Are you Are you good at dealing with failure?
1: Yeah, I mean, everything I've, I, I, everything I've done up until now is basically because I failed at it, yeah. you know, but I know I can work. That's the thing. I know I can work. So I know like jumping into thing, I'm going to fail at it, but I know I can work to get better at it, you know, through huh. repetition and just doing it and doing it. And doing is it.
0: the feeling of failure on a, a life or artistic level, is that the same as, um, you know, the darkness you go into during a run? You know, the real deep, dark moments? Oof. I don't know, like, I try to not to,
1: running for me is like really about that performance and performance. But don't you ever go to
0: a place where yeah, like, it's but, actually really but those hard?
1: are like those are places that are, like, in training, like, they're like, oh, I don't want to get up at like five in the morning mm-hmm. before a day in the studio, you know, mm-hmm. like to do a 20, easy 20K. Those are like, those are tough moments. Like, I'm doing it by myself. You know what I mean? Like yeah. No, a race is like, for me, a race is like an ex- art exhibition. One of my mentors has also always said, you know, it's just a residue of all the hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a race for me is just like the party. It's like you show up and the work's done already. I just have to perform. It, like It's like an art performance. I just got to perform now. Like, sure. I've done all the hard work, and those dark moments are kind of like... So
0: you, you've you kind of, you know, you've hung it up, and now you just got to turn on the lights and what? Yeah, and let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Um, and... When you were the when you're kind of peaking for for a race, when okay, you're in, in peak training, yeah. Because uh, I remember uh, in the winter we went out for a training run together. And yeah. you were telling me about your day. Yeah. And I was training. <laughs> I was training for for my marathons. Right. And, and I remember, you know, and I I I had stepped up my training quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, you're looking nice. Yeah. I was looking. I was all right. I was alright I mean yeah. I hadn't ever trained for a marathon I just did them yeah we met outside like, good life your old spot right <laughs> like, yeah. 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 yeah exactly <laughs> um, yeah exactly um, so I just did them and that was kind of a different challenge for me I just wanted mm-hmm. see so what I could do without you know just throwing myself into things but when we ran together I was actually making a conscious effort to prepare for, for a race and, and do the training right so anyway I thought I was doing okay and then I heard what you were doing <laughs> and I was like shit uh, that's Absolutely, uh, mental and impressive, and and I was super like inspired by what you did, and and you know I'd, I'd like you to, to mention it because I, I think um, you know the discipline it takes to be uh, amazing at anything is uh, is pretty I think a lot of people just don't really know what it takes yeah um, and uh, you know just between the kilometers that you were doing before you went to work and the kilometers you are doing after we went to work it was it was absolutely like mind-blowing yeah. to me so, what, yeah. so ar- around that time what were you doing? I wasn't living anywhere
1: like I was living out of a bag and mm. staying at different just, people's places in different studios sleeping here like I was doing all that with nothing you know mm-hmm. like I didn't know that yeah like a lot of people don't know that and like I kind of like was was that just
0: circumstance? Just it was like
1: circumstance of like what was happening, like. Uh, but also, I like not having anything so I can focus on what I do have, mm. you know, and like really make that matter, you know, and make the best of what I have. So it's weird. It's like I put myself on these edges as an artist to like pull some inspiration, but then as a runner, it's like I'm also always living on that edge too. Sometimes, so like running does help regulate that so that way you know I'm 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 cooking my meals and doing all these things like doing laundry Mm -hmm. and doing that normal stuff that makes me feel like totally normal and like a part of this world Mm -hmm. and then artistically I can go Mm. other places right you know but the discipline I love like I love that like okay so you wake up at what time depends like today I woke up at five like again when you
0: when you're really you know uh, like really we're, we're peak. When you're I'm peak going camp. for it. We're waking up. What time are you getting up? Like I'm waking
1: up five at five five thirty. Right. Yeah. What happens? I uh, run like an hour fifteen. Okay. Which it. is have a coffee. Yeah. yeah. Have a coffee. Run hour fifteen. Get like which is how many kilometers for you? Like fifteen. Okay. Fifteen, or whatever. Whatever it is. Like I'm I'm clocking one hundred sixty to one hundred seventy five a week, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So well, no, like I, just I pause on that for a sec. So a lot of <laughs> a
0: lot of people's run programs. they marathon training programs. Yeah, you know, they they won't run that. Okay, let's
1: re. Before we pause, let's right. rewind. Like my first marathon was I was I did in five hours. Mm-hmm. Right, like I just wasn't. I'm not like this crazy talent or anything. I ran in five hours in something with a, a sprained ankle and ran with a palm tree. And it was not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like fifth to last. Right, like <laughs> like, but I was like. That's not happening again. Like that's not gonna happen again. So, my my next race after that was like a 3:23, and that's when I started running like 7k here, 7k there, and I was running to a restaurant I was working at at the time, you know, and like that was it. And then, and then I was like, I'm gonna start running 100 mile weeks because I feel like I could Mm -hmm. handle it because I built up that threshold, you know. And then, just like took my
0: time with it. That was it really. So you're doing hundred and seventy some kilometers a week.
1: Yeah, I like for this for this training cycle, I, I banged off my first two hundred k week. Just like I, wow. did, I wanted to fe- see what that feel felt like, and it felt like really hard. So yeah. so
0: you're okay. So you're, you're running every morning. <laughs> Either every it depends on what
1: day, but I try to now chunk it all into like one big shot. So it's almost like a long run every day. Really? Yeah. Okay. So like twenty six to thirty three every day.
0: So you're doing, you're, so you're doing two two splits. Right, so basically. It depends. On, on the workout okay. days, I'll split it
1: up. So yeah. like I'll do a workout in the morning or an easy run in the morning and then do the hard effort like right. I did today.
0: And, and, between, and between this, you're, you're at the studio all day.
1: Yeah, and I take Saturdays off. So Saturday's completely off and no right. no running. Yeah, No running. What do you do on Saturday? Just like, whatever. <laughs> Up watch with, catch Ryan, up with other Mac word Ryan Watch works. watch Meg Ryan movies. Yeah yeah whatever. Catch up with like talking to people.
0: You know like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's incredible. I mean um I mean that, that's the thing with running. It, it takes so much time to mm-hmm. run these distances, right? Yeah to do totally. You know I'm like
1: I'm trying to visualize what I want to be every every day and every run is like visualizing and these logs help me all the time like visualize. And give me like a sense of my trajectory you know i I'll, mm-hmm. I'll I started like last last summer I started running some easy days with uh, like a couple of elite runners, and so i could I actually could see physically how they can balance it with their work and I was like, wow, like that's what I need to do to be good all right i'll mm-hmm. I'll have to do that because I'm a visual learner right like, okay that's what they do on a daily I have to do that mm-hmm. then like no excuses right, right? right. so it was like the best, like running art school, you know, like. <laughs>
0: is supported by arts and crafts music this band you listen to right here they're called Bad Bad Not Good and you can find their stuff at arts-crafts.ca you doing on an artistic level right
1: now? Um, just like, uh, what am I doing? I'm just like making all this work from like, uh, this is all work that I'm building from the speed project, so that mm-hmm. that race that we did out in the desert, so stuff that's coming out now. Like I had a mentor, I have a mentor that, an art mentor, because I have running mentors, I have an art mentor, I have an art mentor that always, always said like if you travel somewhere, um, 6 months it's going to take 6 you're going to be inspired and whatever and be like oh this that trip really inspired me but it's not going to actually manifest out of your bodies until 6 months later mm-hmm. and come out into like a, a body of work and actually starting to feel it now which is probably 6 months mm. so it's actually really starting to like come to fruition right now on paper you right. know, well, so. I
0: guess everything kind of bakes in, and then yeah, it
1: like comes marinates, out and, and then around. and then it kind of comes out. And it's kind of the same with like running. With running, it's like it takes a good like six months or four months to like really bake to adapt it. from the training. Like if you think about it, like mm-hmm. like training for Chicago or or Scotia, like you have sixteen weeks, and you only have like if you look at that, you only have to give it a, some perspective and like some. It, it's like you only have. If you have your two workouts during the week and then you have your long run, you only have like through that sixteen-week cycle, you only really have like what is that, thirty-two or thirty-two workouts, yep. right? So if you miss yeah. one, you're down to like 31, 30, 29, mm-hmm. and it's like to make it count, and then all your easy mileage mm-hmm. in between, right? So it's like you got to make it count when when it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Or else like you're gonna you're gonna get to the race and you'll be like, oh. <laughs> shit, I miss those 25 workouts, you know, like, yeah, right. So that's kind of how I felt. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So like, it's the
1: same with, I guess, with art. It's just kind of like a slow, slowly building.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah. interested in that. Um, I read a, a really great little book called The War of Art. And, you know, so it's a play on the art of war. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. a, you know, a famous kind of uh, philosophy slash military slash, you know, totally. business book. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, the one takeaway I have from that book is this, this little segment, which uh, kind of blew my mind. Uh, and I think uh, the the author of the book, Stephen Pressfield, he um, he was quoting someone, uh, another prolific writer, right? Uh, and the the writer was saying that uh, I write when inspiration strikes me. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, inspiration strikes me every morning at eight a.m. Hmm. Right. So, and and that's a really like simple statement, but what it means is, uh, no matter what, he gets up at eight a.m. every day and he goes to his desk. I'm imagining that it's like you know mahogany or something like that. Yeah, some deep wood. <laughs> yeah, like he's got yeah. Like, a, like a quill or some yeah. shit. <laughs> and um, you know sits in his leather bound chair. But every morning at eight, he. He writes, and he, and he suffers through his his shitty work. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if anyone who writes or or does anything worth doing at at the edges, yeah. Um, it usually starts with like crap. Yeah. And then it's like the confidence to work through the crap and know that you know you got to work through that, work through that, and it's a process. And once you've kind of worked through the crap, you're gonna get uh you know maybe like five percent of genius through mm-hmm. it. And it's not it's not a thing about waiting for inspiration strike or waiting for the moment necessarily. Although that does happen. It's more about um, you know the work that you have to put in, the preparation that you have put in, and and I found like the more the more I I looked into it, the uh, you know read about it or myself, creativity is just a process of that. Totally. And again, when the actual you know like the heavens open up, yeah, and the muse strikes and all that happens, like that's awesome too. Yeah. You know those moments are wicked. Yeah. But. I think on, a, on any level, whenever you're doing work of any kind, it's 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 all process.
1: Oh, totally, like, deep, deep stuff, like, the stuff when, you know, like, I'll, I'll go on, I'll go periods where I don't look at stuff on the internet, and, like, the, go on complete moratoriums of, like, looking at anything anyone else is looking at, and, like, the runs help a lot, because that means I'm only seeing what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. and what no one else is seeing. Unless we're running the same routes or something. But, like, uh, I, I'll, like, Intentionally go on these like these visual diets, so that way I can visually inform my own work by just my own sources. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is my eyes, right? Like, and not things on my phone or on on the computer or stuff I'm googling, mm-hmm. like everyone else, right? So, so you want
0: to see what not everybody else is
1: seeing? Exactly, and like it's the kind of the same with with running. Like, so I sometimes I don't use apps or my watch or things like that because you know, those can only make you get as, f- they can only go so far, right? Like they don't make you fast, like knowing your body makes you fast, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it also helps me kind of ignore what other people are doing and like, just do my own thing based on what I know I'm capable of, rather than someone saying, yo, are you, aren't you running too much? You're running 160K a week, you know? Like, and you're like, right. like, that's too much, right? Like,
0: I, really, I don't know, like I thought it was all right, right? Like so, you know, so. Well, it's kind of like, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier, it's like, oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I think people put limits on you based on what their, the limits of their own, you know, mind are yeah. on you. And, and that's just not, you know, it's yeah. not truth,
1: right? Yeah. And like going back to what you were saying about like maybe there's like these little gems in there and there's like those little mo- moments of genius. It's just kind of like the, the, with running, if you're running 80 20, right? That 80-20 philosophy, like 80% is easy mileage and 20% is those hard, locked-in efforts. It's kind of like the same with art making. If, I, if I'm if i putting 100% into everything, 80% is gonna be crap. Mm-hmm. Like I know that, it's gonna be like, okay, throw it out, recycle it, paint over it, whatever. But that, there's gonna be some 20% in there that I look back and I'm like, ooh, that's something right there. I don't know, I'm gonna like keep going with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and looking back is when, is when I, actually start to criticize it like there's this quote by Sister Credo a screen printing nun from the 60s I always think about it's like don't create and analyze at the same time they're different processes it's kind of the same with running I'm not going to run and analyze my running at the same time I'm going to run do the run and then maybe later as like they accumulate you start to look back and say hey I'm onto something here I could keep building on that Mm -hmm. versus just like hey like how do I look now or like you know, it's just like mm-hmm. you're not gonna get anything out of it.
0: Uh, that's uh, that's a gem right there. Mm. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still like <laughs> I'm gonna press pause and just think. Pause. But it's true. Creating, creating, and and an analysis—they're not the same process. No, and we mix no. them up. And and we, you know, what I think I used to get into this, right? Yeah. Um, get into this this problem where you know you're writing something, or you know, uh, for me it is generally like about writing because I would write a lot right and you know you'd re you'd write and then you'd read it back and like oh that's crap right and you'd stop. And you'd lose all your rhythm and you'd yeah. lose the flow. You and you wouldn't do flow. anything like that. You wouldn't run like that. Totally. You wouldn't stop running. Yeah, right. You wouldn't say, oh, that last few steps sucked. I'm going to go run back. Oh, and it's and like if you were your run, running by,
1: by a Seven Eleven, if you looked at your reflection, you're going to look terrible, right? Yeah. Like, oh God, you're fatigued, right? But if you look at yourself and then you'd be like, oh God. But like if you just kept on running and stay present, you just like, mm-hmm. and get it done. Then, you know, after a, a long period of time, weeks months years you know something starts becoming beautiful and whatever Mm -hmm. that is (laughs) you know like yeah yeah how long did it take you to figure all this out Uh, i'm still figuring it out i don't know i don't know anything and i'm just like i know know,
0: (laughs) yeah we all say that right yeah Uh, we're yeah we're always but 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 you you definitely hit a you definitely hit a threshold Right. right um and you know i think when people hit that threshold they, they tend to be much more relaxed about their work and they know, yeah. they know how to get to the work. Yeah, zero fucks, yeah. They give zero fucks because yeah. you know, like, you, you know, it's not an ego thing anymore. You mm-hmm. know that, um, you know, 80% of the stuff that you produce is going to be shit yeah. and you just you just kind yeah. of, you know, you, you machete your way through yeah. the crap just so you can get to the good stuff, to the oasis, right? Yeah. And um, I think it's just, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that for a long time, and right. when I started to understand that, when I started to you know uh, learn from other great people, that oh, they all go through the same. Nobody's a genius, right? You know, right? Um, everyone's just crappy, but they just are crappy for longer. Yeah, and they get through the crap, and they just have basically a tolerance for pain, right? And they and they have uh, no errors about who they are, and and you know how how good they might be they just go through the work right? right and so i think like that was a realization that um wow. you know is it, for me it was like pretty powerful um and i'm just wondering like what you know what did that for you because everything you're talking I think, about um, say
1: for example like i teach a lot of workshops with mm-hmm. younger uh kids or teenagers and i think that really keeps me me fresh. Like, they, they know what's cool you know what I mean like when remember when you're 17 18 and you're punk and hip-hop you' know what's good and you don't even know why it's good you just yeah. like I, I love Wu-Tang. you know like that's it like I just love it they're like that they'll, they'll they're they're really honest and know they know the zeitgeist they are the zeitgeist they are it right so they as much as I am teaching them my craft and my technical skill and things you know how I develop concepts and things like that, they're teaching me and keeping me fresh and like I'm like oh wow like I've developed this craft but you just deconstructed what I did by doing something like that you know so I'm like oh so it's like relearning that mm-hmm. again and and staying open to to learning all the time because we all don't know anything really yeah we're all just like miming what, mimicking what we think we know you know like so like It's true. When (laughs) we think we know that's when we're lost. That's when we're completely lost. So like going back to the drawing board, like I do that with every even training cycle. It's like, okay, that's over. Back to some easy mileage. Back to drills. Back to like, okay, let's work on my mobility. How am I moving? You know, that stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just like back to the analysis. Back back to it. It's like, okay, what did I eat last cycle, and what can I change, or, you know, how much sleep was I getting, you know, was I doing enough mobility, stuff like that, you know, like, was I analyzing too much, did I run enough, you know, like, because you just got to run, like, you want to be good at anything in this world, it's like, you just got to do it, right, it's like, that Nike thing, it's like, if you want to be good at, like, cutting carrots like you gotta cut a lot of carrots you know what I mean like you got just gotta run like mm-hmm. if you wanna be a good runner that's what I picked up it was like okay so you, you have like I had these visuals of, of people I wanna run like and like mm, I wanna run like that what do they do oh they just run a lot so like your body kinda like figures it out you know and you just gotta put in the work so I was like okay I'm gonna commit to running a lot
2: mm-hmm.
1: or like whatever it is it's like I wanna be good at cooking, so I'm just gonna, like like I did, I was like, okay. There was a point, I think it was, I guess, not too long ago, I worked at Momofuku, it was like yeah. a high-end restaurant, I had no cooking experience, right? And I went in, and I was just, I really love Dave Chang, I think he's like an amazing CEO mind, and like also an amazing chef tastemaker, and I look at him as like the Bruce Lee of like the restaurant game right now, and I was like, okay, I want to work for this and, and figure this you out. I want like, to learn. I want to learn, you know, I want to learn how that operates on that level, like military kind of back of house level, you know? And What did, what did he do that no one else was doing before him? He made ramen popular. Like that's crazy. This is we're talking about noodles. Like <laughs> practice, <laughs> right? There, like <laughs> we're talking about noodles, man. Like yeah. you know, you could get ramen at a convenience store and put hot water on it. This guy made that so you you pay $15 for noodles like and, and he made it good, like, he made it really, really good. So like, I was like, what is he doing? And and he has restaurants all over the world now, right? It's crazy, like in Washington, Australia, and like, books. Like, his best friends were Rene Redzepi. It's like, what is he doing? So I was like, I went in there and I was like, I talked to the chef, Chef Hans, and uh, he was like, why should I hire you? I'm like, well, because I could work harder than everyone else. Mm-hmm.
2: That was it. I'd
1: Figure it out. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And he was like, where do you want to start? I was like, I'll start in the dish pit. Like, I'll start from the bottom. And I'll work my way up. And he was like, when can you start? I was like, I'll start right now. And that's it. You just got to commit, like, with anything. It's like, if you want to do a marathon, it's like, just commit and go hard, you know? like So so you're washing dishes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and I was. What are you learning uh, during this time? Discipline, like doing something really boring, so I could do something incredibly creative and violent in my free time. You know, so like. I'm fascinated with this topic. Yeah, I'm fascinated with boredom. Yeah. Yeah, like because I I was doing art all the time, Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of like it was like I was O D on it because it was like that all the time, right? So if I'm, I had that restaurant, and it's still creative. Like plating is. It's amazing. And food, like, I learned how to sous vide stuff. And, you know, like, crazy stuff, right? Like, on a high-end level from the best. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm learning all these, like, really great skills on top of it. Um, But it also helped my running because I was running to and from every day from the restaurant. So, I was, like, doing 7K there and 7K back. So, 14K every day.
0: Were you doing art at this time? Were you producing? I
1: kind of was, like... in a transition of like, I I don't know what art I want to make, and I'm not I'm not sure what's exciting me. But I love food and I love running. So right now I'm gonna do that. And I mean whatever I do is it's it's art, right? It's like I was
0: gonna say that you know like it, um it's kind of cliche. <laughs>
1: yeah I know. But there's um, but I live it like there, you know yeah. yeah totally. So I mean uh. You know, I have time lapses where I'm washing dishes. You know, like, there's, be- you know, like it's bu- it's beautiful. Like anything can be beautiful. You just gotta make it beautiful. Well, that's what right? I was saying, like, I'm saying. I'm kind of fascinated with boredom. <laughs> I'm fascinated. Like, yeah. I, and
0: I never. And the reason is, like, i like to put myself in places that I suck at. Yeah. Uh, or things that I suck at. Yeah. And One thing I suck at is being bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, doing boring, non-passionate work. And, yeah. Uh, you know, because like my my whole thing is. Uh, you know, like being stuck in like a cubicle type job and like you know mm. doing things that I don't want to do. Like I hate, I would hate to be that. Right. But at the same time, I also um, you know can respect people who can do that mundane stuff and find some joy in it. Heading back from Chicago from the marathon, right? right? Um, we're we're, uh, we're driving at night, uh, booking it to Toronto. Uh, we, we go through a toll booth. And and all toll booth operators are miserable. Right. Except this one dude. This one dude, young dude, right, was like the happiest toll booth guy ever. And honestly, like it, he, he, like he, like lifted me up. That was like the one of the highlights of my trip was this guy I because he that. was doing such a shitty job that requires um, that we you know, think no is shitty, right? Yeah, we exactly. We think it's shitty, yeah. but he, but you know, he, and, and he didn't have to be nice. Like no one expects him to be nice, mm-hmm. but he found some kind of joy in it. Totally, you know what I mean? And I'm kind of fascinated by that. I think a lot of people don't have, um, including me. Like sometimes we don't have those ethics anymore to make the best of whatever situation. Mm. And me as someone who, um, you know, has people working uh you know for me that i'd like to mentor one of the big things is like you know what you're you're uh, you're mopping the floor you know mm-hmm. wax on wax off you know totally. all that it's stuff. that samurai
1: shit right it's like it is the samurai shit it, right it's like can you do those boring tasks so that you, when you do have the spotlight you can perform right like when you're clocking miles by yourself mm-hmm. late at night like or like even at a parkdale run are, I'm, I'm like clocking kilometers before a run Mm -hmm. and then after the run but during the run it's like it's all fun and games it's awesome right but like can i gotta hit that 26 33k a day so am i gonna do it you know like can i do that boring stuff to so that i could get to that exciting stuff you know and like my chef he taught me that you know like Mm.
0: Yeah, because I, I guess you know, food is is a combination of like the absolute mundane, mm-hmm. you know, chopping things. Oh, you know, it's have like, done over and over It's pure again.
1: war. Yeah, exactly. You're like pushing out food for people that might just taste it or take a picture of it, and then it's thrown out. It's like the ultimate waste you know like, yeah. like it's crazy right like you put all this work into it which i which i love about it too it's because like as an art form like it's completely it's ephemeral right it's a like, mandala right? we always talked about it we're yeah. like we're making these things beautiful and then it's just becoming shit mm-hmm. you know like you put all this time into it and then it's just becoming crap like literally like feces yeah right like <laughs> like it's crazy right so
0: I think it's, it's interesting to see food taking this, uh, you know, this, this like elevated place in our culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's kind of blown up with Ordain and just all these celebrity chefs and, and, you know, people becoming like quote unquote foodies. Right. Um, right. It's kind of, I mean, I think food is the most accessible form of art because mm-hmm. you can understand, anybody can understand it. Yeah. Right. Totally. And the relationship is so direct. Like you don't need a degree to understand. And everyone food.
1: knows what they know. Like, yeah. tastes good, like, oh, go to my grandma's house, she makes the best pasta, or whatever, right? right. So, like, they, and everyone ex- has their developed tongue, right? Absolutely. Which is, like, everyone is a tastemaker, as whether well. they're, like, they have the balls enough to say, hey, this is what I know is good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everyone has that palate. Just like with art and running, everyone's got some type of foundation, they just have to have, like, the balls to say, yeah,
0: this is mine, and develop podcast is brought to you by Canada Running Series. They've got races all over the nation. You can go to canadarunningseries.com to sign up for a 5k, 10k, half marathon or full marathon. Mango Peeler just designed the official race shirt for the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. So if you want to get that shirt along with a nice shiny medal for a 5k half marathon or marathon, then make sure you register for that race. Use the discount code LIONS at checkout. That's L-I-O-N-S at canadarunningseries.com. And if you need people to run with and train with, join the Academy Lions Run Crew every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday at 9 a.m. Hope to see you there. Food, that experience with uh, working uh, in a kitchen, how did that kind of weave its way back into uh, into visual art into running well what with
1: with running for specifically it, it was it was really hard like mopping the floors like when everyone's gone right like so those are the things that I'm thinking about when at 37 38k I'm like well if I could do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know as a job and for inspiration like put myself in that threshold and like clean up that like mm-hmm. that kind of humbling experience and then I can I can push out another like 5k whatever like yeah. that's like a day off sure right like yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of
0: like you know transposition of experience
1: yeah right? I mean when I'm like running around and living out of a bag sometimes it's like well that like running for like
0: two hours and 45 minutes is like yeah whatever right I mean, yeah <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a really great uh, NPR, uh, I think it's um, uh, Radio Lab. They did a piece on the Kenyan runners and why right. they're so awesome, why they win almost everything. It's, I mean, it's basically them and the Ethiopians that win mm-hmm. all the long distances, right? Yeah. Have you, have you uh, checked it out?: Well, I mean I've, I've talked to like people
1: that have run in ten and like mm-hmm. know people there, and they, just, they talk about how, the way they simplify their lives, so it's all about simplification right like just a like bruce lee shit you know like daily elimination like how much can you get rid of so that way you can focus on the things that do matter so say things like putting on your clothes like what Mm -hmm. do you wear stuff that you're eating you know it's set like just so that way it's not taking up any resources any mental resources so you could be completely efficient in what you're actually doing right so um it's the same with art like i think with going back we're jumping around and i love it like that's, keep that's it as non-sequitur as <laughs> we can right like collage is collage right like yeah. the kitchen like the kitchen helped me work on if, if if anything it taught me it taught me like economy of movement you know what i mean mm-hmm. if i'm pushing out a plate that's like boom 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 boom
0: mm-hmm.
1: how can i reduce the amount of movements to make this quick because I've got to make 50 of these in like five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So in running, it's like how your body, through doing a lot of repetition, you find a way to move more economically. Or through art, like I'll set up my squeegees and things. Like that places where I live, so that way it's just efficient. If I have an idea, I can produce it, and it's quick,
0: bang bang. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So from idea to execution,
1: it's right there. It's line. right there, and it's like fluid. It's there's no like oh well, I gotta take the TTC over, and then like I gotta get into the flow, and there's right. none of that. Like that's when I knew. Oh, okay. Like I'm mid career artist. I'm. I I know. I know ID what and I'm execution. Doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm like right. execution isn't like something I'm thinking about anymore. It's just
0: like it's just it's just like firewire right yeah, to the It's uh, like I'm right to I'm the I'm like I'm going in. Yeah. Um so you know you mentioned samurai I'm kind of obsessed with that cuz <laughs> yeah. they were they well, were kind of the masters of the mundane. Well, I mean, I love Japan.
1: Like Japan's mm-hmm. like the only place I've ever shown solo like I have Okay. Yeah, like I've had I had a solo show in Tokyo and Kyoto and they just kind of get it there. They got it. like they just get it. Like there was no artist statements up anywhere. And like, I made this like pseudo temple and they just get it. They were like, you know, like I got there and uh, the first thing I see, I was like, Oh man, like I feel more at home sometimes like in, in Japan than I did in the Philippines. It's like, it's so futuristic, but it's got like this like crazy deep tradition as well in craftsmanship. Like, I mean, in praise of shadows, you know, that book. I love our, that book. Yeah. I have it. Like, it's right, really, like, yeah, it's right bam they're bam. talking bam. about sweeping. Right. Like they're talking (laughs) about
0: sweeping. Right. Like, so like, well, they're, really, they're talking about toilets. I mean, they're the, talking the about book toilets. Start talking about how, yeah. how uh, you know, Americans don't value toilets in Japanese <laughs> yeah, culture. A beautiful yeah. toilet is such. And right? if you've seen Japanese toilets; it makes complete sense. I know. Like, there's hoses where you can spray your ass. Well, one you of know? my, like, like <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> architects is uh, Tadeo uh, Tadeo Ando. Ando.
1: Man, he's like, and, he's one of my heroes.
0: Because I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, you know, fan of concrete and the Academy love is it. a lot of concrete. I but love what's interesting about what Ando is the way he casts light light like, and positive negative and, yeah. and transition space so hallways so his so he understood that the transition from space this, to space is as important as the space this. the thing about Ando is that i really admire is that like he realizes the world is round
1: and it <laughs> rotates like the world doesn't just stay sure. this way it like the sun will go around and yeah. cast all the way around and the po- the positive negative space that he creates with light is like the most beautiful moving painting
0: like, well, his his work is really just is just a frame for light. Yeah, like totally. his churches. There's and All that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. like so. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not religious. Um, I, I respect it and I appreciate it for the cultural value. And I, I wouldn't want to necessarily visit a church. But his churches are uh, actually spiritual. Suge, cho. You know, cho. Yeah, <laughs> like they're they're incredible. <laughs> Incredible, (laughs) Uh, but uh, so what's interesting about Japanese culture to me, and this is like kind of a theme throughout what we're talking about, yeah, is uh, you know they they, it's a Bushido culture Mm -hmm. and Bushido that's kind of their I don't know their ethos I guess, yeah, and uh, but there's one thing you said which I love and I apply this to everything that I do whether it's uh, anything athletic or or creative or Or emails whatever everything but essentially grace the concept Mm. of grace so they define grace as the uh, economy of force or the economy of movement. I love that, I love that. And, and it's true, when you see someone, so like movement for example, when you see mm. someone run, um, you know, Beautifully, it's because there's no extra movement. Nothing, right. nothing is wasted. It looks effortless. It looks which effortless.
1: Is, it's really hard to make things look easy, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's the same with CrossFit. It's the yeah. same with weightlifting. It's the same with uh how you know the, the Japanese pour tea. That's why right. they would take the most mundane thing oh, yeah, like, in the universe, like pouring tea, right. and they would make this elaborate. Of course, Japanese would make yeah. this elaborate ceremony around like, There's subcultures for like subcultures. There, exactly. Right? It's like, but that's the secret handshake. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's that's like the the, it's the wink. Yeah. Exactly. It's the yeah, wink yeah. It's the wink back then It's to show that you Have uh, Cultured yourself mm-hmm. And you've put in the work To understand what The rules are Now, I mean You know That culture is in, like Kind of insane in a lot it's of ways It's like as well. the best yeah. It is the best it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's you know It's like It's so ahead But it's so f- Far back as well It's so repressed yeah. But it's also So like space age the great, At the same
1: time I know The great thing about it Is it's so black and white There's the real to inter- like You know The anime And like they're black and white it's like it's either really really done really well they got the comme des Garcons, like mm, craftsmanship like samurai stuff temples and then it's or it's like you know ddr and it's like da, 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 and there's no gray zone you know so yeah. they're they're the ultimate tastemakers they hmm. they know what they like they
0: know what they don't like well that's the edges right it's yeah. just really clear so you yeah, like reading a book called the way of the runner Oh, okay. Uh, it's by the, this guy who wrote uh, "Running with the Kenyans." So he he ran with Ken- uh, oh, it's that British Finn. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Finn, uh, his last I name like on that book, you. "Running
1: with Kenyans." I liked it. You a liked lot. it? Yeah, it was great. It, it was like a movie. It's like I could see
0: it all happening. It Definitely has to be a movie. Oh, totally. Um, great, yeah. great story. Yeah. And um, but you know, the, actually, it's funny because you know the difference. I mean, the, the the Kenyans are you know the Kenyans for a lot of reasons, right? And and like I was kind of. Uh, mentioning that in that uh, Radiolab piece they you know the Kenyans run the way they run because they have to run to school because they have uh, social pressures when they win races they're able to come home and feed their their village for like a year off the prize money also they go through these brutal circumcisions where they have to like get you know uh circumcised with a with a with a stick and they have to crawl through like nettles while having like Mud on their face, right? And the mud is only there because if you, uh, at all, you know, uh, flinch during this process, they shun you out of the community. (laughs) So you got to be like a total warrior, and it makes sense, right? And so when you apply that to running, yeah, running, uh, you know, running a, uh, you know, a marathon, it's not so bad, right? Because you've run, you know, marathons every day. And I think
1: they also are really good at keeping it very simple, very simple, like very simple, and like their easy days are easy, like they're
0: running when the, when you see them yeah, run like, when you see them run and when you hear them run easy. um the rhythm is so chill it's so relaxing like yeah. it like i would almost put it on to fall asleep yeah kind of like you know it's whale like that sound perfect or something. cadence
1: it's like runners <sighs> i really look up to like you know like john mason or like like rajon like re cool set like sammy gibral all these guys like landing Marchand. you see them on training runs and it's just beautiful and like for me as an artist i look at that and i'm like in the end i just want to make things beautiful too mm-hmm. right like I, I want to make it beautiful so like i look at running and i'm just like okay like how can i make that beautiful like how can i make it look
2: mm,
1: right so it's like i look at visually what i want to be and then like kind of infuse it into my own craft you know like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah and see what they're doing and you know it was so cool like you know training with Sammy on like easy days like seeing what he does on a daily basis like rolling out and like rolling his feet using the ball like his activations never missing it and just Mm -hmm. like before he goes to work like at the TTC for like 10 hours or whatever you know what I mean like getting up I was like okay well I got to do that you know like he gave me a frame a composition I was like okay I gotta make that composition right because I like that composition it's beautiful you know like yeah you know?
0: yeah yeah doggy see. yeah totally totally um it's uh yeah it's interesting to hear you talk about this stuff and, and and really there's no difference between the running and the the working in a kitchen and the art like it's all it's all kind of yeah, isn't that awesome? It's coming from the same place to go to the same place. But I think that's when, when you life starts to make sense for anybody is yeah. when they see it's not just it's really not all different. Effort is effort. Yeah. Uh, failure is failure. Yeah, is it makes it when success. it's really,
1: really hard like it makes it you, you have something to fall back on and be like, all right, I got it. I yeah.
0: Got it. And, I, and I think um, you know, like when when people uh, interact with you on an artistic level like they, they get that, right? When, when you run with them they get that. Like you can't that stuff doesn't lie. Right. Ball don't lie, man. Yeah. Lie. <laughs> you right? lie. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> so uh you gotta hit the track soon, right? Yeah. What, what oh, time yeah. you gotta you like seven
1: thirty. Seven thirty. Yeah, we got a little pyramid workout. So for uh four K, four K, three K, two four uh, K, three K, two K, one K with a progressive mm-hmm. like yeah. so going from like half marathon to like five K pace.
0: Uh when's the next race? Uh,
1: I'm I'm hoping Chicago, Chicago, okay. and then I put my name in the lottery for uh, for Tokyo. Okay. Because uh, I I've always wanted to go back to Japan and go back for running and like it's right on, basically like right on my birthday, so I think it'd be so cool to run like. We're that's right. Yeah, uh, you're February. February twenty eighth. You're February. Sixteenth. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you're a Pisces. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, man. For sure. February babies are the best, right? Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, here's, maybe, here's a cool, I mean, uh, one of the things that was really interesting about Jordan um, was I think he, you know, everyone thinks he was just great all the time, but really he was great. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. You got the, the, the iconic Jordan, poster, yeah. The Jordan poster here. <laughs> but, uh, so you've you've seen that 30 for 30 on the Detroit Pistons, right? Yeah. I think it's called the Bad Boys or something. yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they just, you know, destroy Jordan. Annihilate f- him. for like I don't know how many. John Sally
1: was just like giving him billion beer would just rip his head off.
0: Yeah. 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 And Rod that, and
1: Rodman would D up at the perimeter. It was crazy. Rodman was like oh, shout out to Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dude. Pure athlete right there. Pure right. athlete. He he like, might
0: save North this, Korea. This <laughs> this
1: jersey that <laughs> yeah. Hambone gave me, uh huh. Like He was already gone by then. Like Rodman on I'm wearing a Dennis Rodman Lakers jersey right now, number seventy three, and like he still was averaging fourteen rebounds a game. It's crazy to think that in modern era of the NBA, that there's like how many seven footers, let alone six plus, six foot six, whatever, and there's like hardly anyone averaging ten rebounds a game. You know? Whereas like Rodman would average like almost 20 rebounds a game. And knew his role, there's a guy that knew his role, knew exactly what he had to get it done, do the mundane whatever task to get done, and got it done, and was just a pure athlete, and is now HOF, right, like one of the greats. Yeah, Um, and did it his way, did it his way, like badass, right, like he's
0: amazing. Oh, he's an icon. right?
1: Yeah, Yeah, in in every way and people forget like he was a great basketball player just straight up like he would just run like probably one of the greatest endurance athletes in pro basketball just would run up and down the court and people would like couldn't keep up because he was just keeping he he wouldn't even run like he kind of left he kind of was like just like had this hoppity hop hop you know what I mean like kind of looked like he was trolling dudes the whole game
0: (laughs) you know like That's who he was, man. Yeah, Uh, but it was it was interesting because the you know the Pistons took the Bulls to task, and then Jordan had to basically like go hit the weight room and change his game. Yeah, to to deal with that problem, which was the Pistons. Like knowing how to evolve, right? Like so, the Pistons made him great. Yeah, totally. Really, Really, that bad boy era was. Totally. Absolutely. He got crushed. Totally, right. And Jordan's yeah. one of those guys. I mean, I mean, it kind of sucks. Bad boys and, made him great, and Phil Jackson. Phil and Phil Jackson, Jackson, Phil Jackson absolutely. Jackson and him. I mean, but in high school, you know, the famous story of, of him uh, not making his high school team and then coming back, and you know, yeah. All I mean, when stuff. it comes
1: down to it, Jordan's just like one of the greatest, like motivational sports, whatever there is. You know, like he absolutely. had he had something else that you cannot teach, that you cannot just go pick up at the fountain of youth. You know, it's like yeah. he has it. You know, and like there's people, athletes, and like performers out there that have it, and it's like you either have it or you don't. You know, mm-hmm. like he had it. And it's like, oh, we all want that it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah he had it, he had it. Uh, favorite player? Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Yeah, Allen Iverson, for sure. Just left it out there. It was like basically my build. I went to every Allen Iverson game as a like youngster, like that was in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen anything move that fast. like. From point A to B, like it was unbelievable. And then was he is he like faster? You think than Westbrook? Westbrook moves in a different way. His angles are different. Mm -hmm. Like Allen Iverson moves like he moves like a quarterback. Like okay, because like he would get hit. Like you could literally hear his bones hit the hardwood. Like it was like he would go in there full on and get hit. Like Westbrook's a little bigger. Like Allen Iverson on paper was one sixty five six foot but he looked like me like in person like it was crazy you could hear his bones hit the hard way it was crazy it was crazy and like just what he did like he saved basketball after jordan like single-handedly you know like that whole hip-hop movement was because of alan iverson Uh, you know like and he was an artist he was drawing like he's just my favorite you know like he's just an artist and an athlete you know like the cornrows, he, he made it look good too. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like he, well, he, he really didn't give a fuck, right? No, he didn't. He, was he just want to win. Just you
0: know, win. like he just want to win. Like what? Cause he had to shoot that much, right? Like Larry that, Brown. That <laughs> was his mentality really. It was like, why are you bothering me with all this other stuff? Yeah. I just want to win and I'm winning. And the, no- the other stuff matters. Like do whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you know, I think he would, we would look at him differently if he didn't care about winning so bad. If all that extracurricular shit was the main stuff...
1: Yeah, I mean, it was... It's not. It was it just winning. that jiggy era, right? Like, it was yeah. just a jiggy era. Like, it was that few... It made the NBA... It made the NBA a yeah. lot of money at the time, right? So, it was, yeah. like... It <laughs> was a key moment, for sure. But Iverson, for sure, number three from, like, Hoya's number three when he was wearing, like... When he had the shaved head. Shaved head was wearing those Jordan 11s and stuff. <laughs> like, ugh, like... Man, when I would just... What, like, same thing I do with running or anything, like, I just would watch it over and over, like, turn that VCR on, record it, and then Mm. rewind it and watch it. I just studied the way he, like, pulled his, 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 he was like semi traveling, you know, on that crossover, and it was just like, "Mm, it's just brilliant, like, inventing moves for the future, Mm. you know, like, while
0: still respecting what was going on. Like, I love that, love that, man. That's awesome, man. Um, I could I could go all night. I, I know, mean, right? The, the sun is setting. <laughs> I, I might just leave you a microphone. And just <laughs> well, this is I past was picking two. up in the morning.
1: This is past two, because I've been coming. I was like, I was at your gym when I like I was I had taped shoes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I, like I'd taped New Balance shoes. I didn't know what anything was, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah, like, and I was like, oh, there's something happening at this gym. Danny's on something. And then, like, we went our own kind of ways, and I started my studio. You went full on with this, and it was cool to see us grow. And then, like, seeing each other at a parkdale run one day, and I was like, man, I think that's, like, I think that's Danny. He's like all trimmed up, and his yeah. jawline is all chiseled. But I went out to Hawaii, and I was like, yo, is that Danny? Like, he looks different, though. He like looks really fit. Like,.
0: <laughs> Right, like we could even recognize. So. Yeah. We didn't, well, we didn't recognize each yeah. other. It was crazy. Like, yeah, I, did. I was like, that guy looks like Mango. It's <laughs> been yeah. it a while. I mean, I had like a souvenir. Um, you, you left some screen prints. Yeah, I mean, you're still hanging. Yeah, yeah it's which is hanging awful. ever since. Right? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, wow. and yeah, the early
1: works. Those. The
0: early <laughs> works. right? Yeah, I'm cashing in on those. <laughs> ones. Yeah, yeah. When you pass on, don't worry about it. But, uh, <laughs> no, not going. With. But um, but yeah, and it was kind of cool to you know find. That's what I love about the stuff, right? Right is that, um, you know, the the running community. It's it's cool. You can just kind of show up and and uh, right. find yeah. find the people you know and 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 run with them and then totally. and then talk. And I think that's that's kind of what what I like about it all. You yeah, know, you can just kind because we could get, know get
1: weird if we just do everything on our own, you know, and like having. I've been there,
0: and, man. I've, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I'm I'm kind of a lone wolf a lot of the times. Yeah, I, I need that time. I need I need thinking time to myself. Definitely you know, uh, to process what what life has to offer, but. Uh, but also, you know, you got to do something with it, too. You got to put that energy out there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. All right. This is part one of a 20, <laughs> of a sorry, of a 73-part series. Yeah, we're going to get Meg Ryan on next, right? Like oh, with that's me? the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll make that, I'll, I'll write that down on my training log. All right, man. Um, uh do you do you, do you want people to reach you? Do you want to give out any handles or anything like that?
1: Sure. Uh yeah, reach me. It's uh at mango underscore peeler. So on all networks to see the process. Yeah. You
0: got listeners in Japan, man, maybe they uh, Cho Nakasita yeah.
1: means okay. I'm really hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh we'll uh, we'll talk to you later.
1: Yeah man. Bye. This is a
0: blessing. Thanks man. thanks for listening to the podcast I don't think that's the last time we're going to have Mango on the show so I'm going to leave you with more music from Bad Bad Not Good and I'm going to let this entire song just play right to the end just because we can
2: I found you at the window again looking out Watching the leaves falling in And you were something like a dream Oh, so perfect Couldn't talk to me The time moves slow When you're all alone And the time moves slow When you're out But what was I to do Just couldn't help myself falling in love with you What could I say Oh, if I had another chance to make you stay when you ran away I knew just what you were thinking that day You just didn't love me like I do Like I love you The sad thing is we're better off this way the time will show You can't hear but